Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday. Welcome back to each and every one of you all. We want to go ahead and jump into tonight's show. Um, first up, we want to let you know about our sponsors. We have Helping Our Patriots Evolve Hope is a space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they are accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain that can't they can't escape. Hope offers encouragement to those who are searching for a place to connect. It is our passion to help all veterans and their families regain their lives within every member of our network is the knowledge of their resiliency. Let us be a supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community at your local Veterans Health Administration. For more information, please visit them at www.hopeveteranstrong.com. Then we have Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration, which is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you are into social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. And like we always do, we want to open up the show with a word of prayer. So if you're able to join with us safely, please bow your heads, maybe grab your honey's hand as we go before the Lord in prayer. So, Father God, we just come to you today giving you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, we come thanking you, Heavenly Father, for waking us up for yet another day to be before your people, dear God. Father God, we just thank you for your blessings that you have bestowed upon us, dear God. And we just ask that you would keep your hands of protection over your people, dear God, that you would protect us like nothing else before uh, against the wiles of the enemy, dear God, against attacks of man on the day, dear God. Father God, we praying for individuals right now who have been affected by the wildfires in California, dear God. We're praying for those who have lost their homes, who have lost loved ones, dear God. We're praying for the firefighters that are fighting the fires, dear God. We're praying for the prisoners, dear God, who have been taken out of the jail cells, Heavenly Father, to go up and fight alongside the firefighters. Protect them uh, as best as you can, dear God. We ask you to just wrap your arms of protection around them, dear God. Keep them safe from all hurt, harm, and danger, and help them all safely be able to extinguish the fires, dear God. Bring the rain that's needed, Heavenly Father. Don't hold back the weather, but let the land, Heavenly Father, be drenched, not only in the rain, but in your word. Father God, we come praying for the victims of the hurricanes in Southeast Texas, also in uh, the borders of Louisiana and Mississippi, Alabama, dear God. We're praying for uh, reconstruction of houses and homes that were lost, dear God. We're praying for those who lost loved ones. Father God, we're still praying against this disease that we're calling COVID-19. We're asking that it just be eradicated on the day, dear God, that individuals will take precautions upon themselves to keep it from spreading, dear God. And Father God, for those that we've lost to that. We just ask you to give them a resting place in your kingdom. Father God, September is Suicide Prevention Month, and we're just praying against the spirit of suicide on the day, dear God. We come up against every attack of the enemy that would have a person to have a thought of taking their life. We ask that you would just intercede, Heavenly Father, into individuals' actions that may be thinking about taking their life. Father God, we ask you to place people in position to help those that may be at risk of suicide and let them know that they are loved and they are needed and their life matters. Father God, on the day, we're just asking that love would overtake this land, dear God, that we would just rule hate out and run it out, that we would stamp it out like Satan under our feet. We're asking for individuals' eyes who have been closed, their minds that have been closed, and especially their mouths that have been closed, dear God, to open all those things up and help them to be able to speak out against racism, against police brutality. We're going to speak out against the stigma that's associated with mental health on the day, dear God. So, Father God, we're just asking that you renew our minds, renew our thought process 
process uh, dear God we ask that you bring us together in the spirit of unity and Father God we pray all the more that your word would go forth and do exactly what it was you said it would do that it would not return to you void that you would do exceedingly and abundantly in our lives and Father help us change our hearts change our minds and Father to be centered instruction on you in the mighty name of Jesus we pray amen 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 and so views expressed on this show are those of the host guest and callers and are not necessarily those of KRGN 98.5 FM its management or other advertisers KRGN 98.5 FM holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show and please keep in mind that although we're counseling professionals, the information shared on our radio show is for ministry and educational purposes only. Also note that topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. And so our motto here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which lead to stronger families and stronger communities. And of course, our foundational scripture, Matthew, the 19th chapter and the sixth verse. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And so as we move forward, uh, we always like to show uh, support for individuals that uh, support Marriage Mondays with the Kings. And so we want to start out right here. Uh, in the Central Texas area at Fort Hood. And we just want to send a big shout out to Elsa Villarreal. So Elsa Villarreal of Fort Hood, Texas. Thank you so much for being a supporter. Also to Mark Harrell of Miami, Florida. So Mark, mm-hmm. thank you as well. Mm-hmm. And then all the way over in Herrera, Zimbabwe, we want to send a big shout out to Naradaza Diwa. I hope I said that right. Narazada Diwa of Harare, Zimbabwe. So thank you so much for being a supporter. Yes. So uh, we thank those three individuals, but not only those three, any and everyone who supports Marriage Mondays with the Kings and also KRGN 98.5 FM, no matter how you do it, we just want to thank you and we ask you for your continued prayers and your continued support. Amen. And so you also know we love to send out our anniversary shout outs as well. So we're going to start over in Clarksville, Tennessee and to Anthony and Jessica Johnson. Eight years on September the 1st. Mm. Anthony and Jessica, congratulations. Also to Roderick and Linda Fairchild of Killeen, Texas, celebrated 26 years on the 1st as well. So happy anniversary. Also to Wolf and Angela Lewis of Dallas, Texas, celebrated 12 years on the 2nd of September. Uh, Happy anniversary to you. And to Francis and Deshandra Baker of Riverview, Florida, celebrated 20 years on the 5th. Wow. Also on the 5th uh, here in Killeen, Texas, was Will and Jamie Thomas. Uh, They celebrated five years. And then Greg and Shreda McQueen of Killeen, Texas, celebrated nine years uh, on the 9th uh, as well. The 10th. Oh, the 10th as well. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Also to Greg and Denise Bullitt of Colleen, uh, they also celebrated, I'm sorry, George and Denise, I'm getting tongue-tied today, uh, <laughs> celebrated uh, 16 years uh, on the 10th 
as well. So we have a lot of anniversaries. And once again, we love to see individuals celebrating those anniversaries. It shows our listeners, it shows viewers out there that may be able to catch us when we do our lives, that it is possible to make some time when it comes to marriage, that you can go from one year to five to 10 to 20. We've even seen it up to 60 and 70 years. And so we it just shows that with a lot of hard work and keeping God in the center of your relationship, that you can, of course, make your marriage work, make it last and celebrate these anniversaries as well. So happy anniversary to you all once again. Yes. And so just quickly with our announcements that we like to share before we get into the meat of the show, register to vote. That is the first thing that we are going to say. Election day is fastly approaching. It will be here on Tuesday, November the 3rd here in the United States of America. So if you do not know if you are registered to vote or you desire to register to vote, please go to vote.org, V-O-T-E dot O-R-G to register to vote. Because what you do not want to do is go to vote the day of election and they say that you're not able to and turn you away because you're not registered. So share the word to others, help others get registered if need be. So that way you can go and vote when it's election day. KRGN is 100% listener supported radio station. We are located in the heart of Texas in the city of Harker Heights. We want to move forward with the show, but we want to show love to the spiritual overseers, the radio station owners, our CEO and COO, all the radio personalities, hosts, volunteers, and those who sell financially into KRGN, as well as keeping it covered in prayer, we say thank you so much from the bottom of our heart. Keep in mind that KRGN does have an app that is royal blue and white. All you have to do is go to your app store and you can download that app by typing in KRGN space FM or you can listen live at www.mykrgn.com so that way you can keep that inspiration in your ear 24 hours a day. And so we want to go ahead and let you know that we were on actually two weeks ago because as you know, Marriage Mondays with the Kings, if it's a federal holiday, we're off as well. So two weeks ago, we spoke to our singles. Every now and again, we do a show for our singles and it was titled Marriage Material. So if you happen to miss our show to the singles titled Marriage Material, please feel free to go to our website at www.marriagemondayswiththekings.com and select the Listen Here tab so you can get all caught up. And so as we go into today's topic, that specific topic we will be talking about is marriage roles. Hmm. Once again, today's topic, we will be speaking on marriage roles. And so our question of the week is this, do you feel that gender roles in marriage has changed over time? If yes, why do you think that it has changed? And so just kind of let you all know, we did put this out on our social media platforms and we do that from time to time. So keep an eye out if you're connected via social media. And we do have some responses that we are going to be reading throughout the show. And so when we think about uh, roles in marriage, uh, sometimes, of course, that is going to roll over into the gender specific roles that a lot of people uh, talk about and some people are aware of. Uh, we have to understand that when it comes to gender roles, uh, sometimes those uh, roles are based off of individuals' belief, uh, things that they have been taught in the past. Uh, it could be even cultural, uh, the way that some uh, cultures uh, operate in gender-specific roles. So please keep all of that in mind as we go through and really start this discussion in reference to gender roles in marriage. And so I'll start off by saying this. One of the biggest things that we have to keep in mind is that 
the roles that each of you as husband and wife play in your marriage that you desire is something that the two of you decide, Mm -hmm. okay? Because what tends to happen when, when I can say havoc, if you will, is caused in marriage is that you have outside influence that you allow to determine what should happen inside your marital home. And that can create a lot of issues. A lot of individuals, and it's generational, um, let's say my husband may have seen things in his home you know, coming up or in his family in regards to marriage. And I may have seen things and I think the way that my parents did it worked and he may think the way that his family did it is what will work for us. And so that's why I say sometimes people bring in. So those of you who are single and those who desire to be married one day, keep this in mind. You have to make the determination of what you desire in your home to be the decision between the husband and the wife. I like to say this, um, and sometimes I'm being sarcastic, but a lot of times I'm really not, is that you have to keep in mind no one else outside of your home pays your bills inside of your home. Mm. So why is it that you allow their, um, how can I say, their them to input their what they feel and their beliefs into what you should do in your home and in your marriage. And this is a great deal as to why a lot of marriages are suffering and not making it because you have a lot of, I hate to say it like this, family members, friends, church members, whatever the case may be, that they are projecting onto you and your marriage what they desire to to see to be done, not necessarily helping you two to come to some common ground when it comes to the two becoming one, as our scriptures say, and helping to create healthy marital roles between the two of you. And I think that's a good point uh, that you bring up. Uh, you know, we have to understand that, you know, there's no one way to make a, a marriage work. We all can't take just one pill, if you will, and cure everything. True. Uh, it, it's those individuals that have to work together, figure out what, what works best for you, and then be able to go from there. So yeah. what we want you to understand is that, you know, on today's show, uh, we, we want to try to, you know, get rid of some of the myths out there that may be associated with uh, gender roles. Uh, we want to kind of educate from a biblical perspective as well uh, so people can understand what their roles are that God expects from maybe a man and a woman mm-hmm. and them working together uh, in a relationship but we're also going to kind of step outside of the box and go a little hard if if you will as my wife says and go deeper <laughs> because there's some things we really have to uh, beat the nail on the head with to really get people to really understand about roles especially gender roles within relationships. That is so true. Now, one of the things that I wanted to kind of dive into that we look at is that we allow oftentimes when it comes to the roles that we play in our marriage, what society, what the world say, what we see on television, um, because if you actually sit back and, and pay attention to TV, which we've gotten to the place where we don't watch that much television um, or whatever the case may be, but if you actually look at it, If you allow, and people don't realize they do this, especially husbands and wives, when you watch so much television, you, in a sense, allow the world to manipulate you into how you should be when it comes to marriage. And there are so many times, I'm just going to be honest for myself, that I hear husbands complaining about the wife's not keeping the house clean, um, the wife is not cooking enough. 
Uh, I see wives complaining about the husband is not bringing in enough money. The husband is not, you know, purchasing me a lot of uh, name brand gifts and upgrading my ring and all these things. And you know what's 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 interesting is that I'm not trying to be mean when I say this. But a lot of those things are superficial. Mm -hmm. A lot of those things are really irrelevant, if you will, to what is needed in creating a successful marriage. So I'm going to ask this question because I know my husband got some meat and some scriptures and all these things. But I'm going to ask this question. Husband and wife, before you got married in premarital counseling, which a lot of people don't like to go to, After you got married, did you ever take the time to sit down and discuss and come to an agreement what you all like in in the marriage for each other to do? Mm. The husband talking to the wife saying, hey, you know, this is what I'm accustomed to. You know, he may say, hey, I grew up where my mom had a meal prepared every day for me and my brothers and sisters and whatever the case may be. And she may say, "Okay, I don't mind doing that. I could cook whatever the case may be. But you would have to help me out in some other areas. Have you ever sat down and did that? And so I'm going to give a good example. And like my husband said, pass it back to my husband. But a good example of this and that you could kind of probably relate to. You have some wives that no matter where they go. They fix their husband's plate. Mm -hmm. So if they go over to families, if they go over to friends' house, if it's a family function, the wife will fix the husband's plate, prepare it, and give it to him before she fixes her own. Well, that happens in some marriages because that that may be what the husband and wife like to do in their marriage. And or another example could be you have a husband who opens the door for his wife and he makes sure his wife get in securely before he gets into the vehicle. Other marriages do not do that. Is either one of them wrong? Maybe not. Maybe so. It just depends on what that, just because one husband may do it doesn't mean that the other husband is horrible for not doing it. So those are examples. But have you as husband and wife had the conversation or did you just think once you said I do that those things would just gel together the way that you hoped and wished and thought that they would? Mm, That's good. And and I think uh, one of the things we really need to take a look at is when it comes to gender roles, especially in relationships, uh, we we kind of follow some of the things that we see on a normal everyday basis. Mm-hmm. We we kind of follow behind what the world throws out there and what they want us to see and how they want us to act. What society uh, deems that we should do, mm-hmm. and oftentimes in those roles, when you do a, a breakdown and separate the roles men from women, we kind of look at the men to be able to protect, to provide to lead, uh, to maybe be the the worker that brings home uh, the wages. Uh, We kind of look for men in a disciplinary uh, role at times and then also be there to love uh, as well. Mm -hmm. When it comes to women, we kind of automatically just assume that they should be there to nurture, that they're going to cook, clean, that maybe they're the individual that's kind of managing and and running the house, that's kind of taking care of the kids and keeping them in line. Mm -hmm. And all that is good because sometimes that fits some roles for individuals. But in the life that we live today with the different situations and circumstances that are going on, we have to understand that sometimes roles change over time. That's true. And so because of that, it may require two people to be working in and bringing in the income 
in order to make ends meet, Mm -hmm. which means that even that shared responsibility carries over into the household because now the man may be doing some of the cooking and the wife may be washing some of the clothes. Mm -hmm. Uh, The man may be out mowing the yard and the the woman may be inside ordering some tires uh, for the car. Mm -hmm. It's shared responsibility. And as my wife was saying earlier, we have to communicate those things because roles are always changing. Now, with that, we have to understand that there are also some roles, some gender roles that have God has put in place that probably should not change. Mm-hmm. And different situations and circumstances are going to dictate. But from the role of a husband in the Bible, the, the husband is supposed to be a leader. He's supposed to be oh. able to lead that family. He is the head of the household, just like Christ is the head of the church. So if Christ is going to lead the church and expect the church to follow him, then guess what? Husbands, if your family is going to follow you, then you got to be ready to lead. You mm. need to take up that role. Mm. Also, well, as a I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you out, baby. But then, too, we as wives, if that's what you desire in a husband is, a leader, then maybe sis, you need to fall back and allow your husband to lead. Don't say he's not leading right when it's going to take him and his relationship with God and his prayer time with God to, you know, mm-hmm. come to the, I ain't going to say conclusion, but how he should lead you all family. Right. And sometimes we as women, we have a bad habit of saying, well, he's not acting like the pastor. He's not leading our home the way that I feel that our home need to be lead. So I'm just going to take the lead. But then you get mad when he fall back. Yeah, that's good. And so also, you know, sometimes husbands, we have to take on that role uh, as being the person that sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we may have to go without so that our family can have just like God uh, gave his son to die for our sins so that we can have a, a right to an inheritance in the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And so, men, we have to really, really kind of understand these things. I think sometimes men get a bad rap because everything gets thrown on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of that is because of the natural order of the way that God wants things to be. Mm-hmm. But sometimes what we have to realize is that if we're going to be in a role, we got to stand up and walk in that role. Come on. We can't have a half of a toe, as people used to say, in the church. Mm-hmm. And if we're only doing certain things when we want people to see certain things, then other times we're doing something different. Wow. If we're going to be that head of household, then we have to stand up and walk in that household. Mm-hmm. And as my wife was saying um, before, uh, spouses, females, wives, you have to let your husband be able to do that. Outside of that, if you're not doing that and you're contradicting everything that he says or you're trying to be the head, then you're out of order and you're putting a natural order of what God has expected from a man out of order as well. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, one of the things that we were saying at the beginning of the show was that we were going to um, go over some of the question of the week responses. The question of the week again is, do you feel the gender roles in marriage has changed over time? If yes, why do you think that it has changed? And so one of the individuals said that, yes, they have changed over the years. More women are getting highly educated prior to marriage and then choosing to be working outside of the home. Also, with the era of wanting more, quote unquote, some people believe in taking and that it takes a two-family income to obtain that American dream. Many women are single parents or were single parents prior to marriage and are having to work outside the home to care for their family. Many households are able to take advantage of hiring maids and cleaning services to get things done inside of the home. And so there are so many different variations right there with the individual's responses, but they are right because I had this conversation with some fellow wives and whatever the case may be about um, 
Because, you know, as you progress, you get married and different things like that. They asked a question. Now, this now again, this is a good example of a, a gender role inside your own individual marriage. But I have some friends that they hire a maid to come in and clean their home. And so the question was asked of me, well, Shan, how do you keep this house so clean, number one? And then number two, do you hire a maid or would you have a maid to come in to clean your home? And the response for me, which I shared with my husband was no, I don't want someone to come in and clean my home. So I'll just kind of share how we do it as the King family. Each family member has a section and their own responsibility for what they do. Our children are responsible for cleaning their home. We have a, uh, a schedule. If you will, I don't know, maybe you think it's because the military in us, <laughs> but we have a schedule to where our children are responsible for, you know, it's their month to clean the kitchen, put up the dishes, do all the things. They have a list of things that they need to do. And the reason why we do that is not to punish our children, if you will, but our children have to learn how to be able to maintain their home in the future. And the best practice is in our home. You see what I'm saying? So it's not a bad thing if my friends have made services to come and clean up their home. But one thing I shared with my husband was this, the home that we are in, um, that we currently reside at, I know I was constantly praying for this house because it's just so beautiful. And so the thing was, I made a promise to God and I said, God, I will take care of that home you know, if this is the home you have to bless us with. And so we have to keep that in mind. God blesses us with many things, but we don't take care of it. Mm -hmm. So just because my friends have made services, I don't look at them bad and they don't look down at me because when they come down to our house, plus to keep in mind gender roles, my husband clean as well because his mother... <laughs> Miss Ta Baby, she wasn't playing no games. You hear me? She wanted her son to learn. She was a single parent. She wanted her son to learn. And I'm just talking about you like you're not even here. How to cook, how to clean, and how to do all those things. So I don't have to do it alone. It's a shared responsibility between the family. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good point to make, especially you said something there that really hits home for this area that we live in. And for a lot of areas is, you know, uh, that military role. Yes. You know, sometimes individuals have to play uh, or be a part of multiple roles in a household because of other things that are going on. Mm -hmm. You know, in the military, someone may have to deploy for a year. So if that husband is gone, the wife is picking up everything. Yes. And sometimes it's vice versa. Sometimes the wife deploys for a year and the husband has to do everything. And the biggest thing there is just being able to communicate the roles that you have to have inside of your household and how y'all are going to negotiate that to make it work uh, best for your uh, household. Just like my wife was talking about single parents. They have a lot of things that are on them. And something that I said before, and I, I really want to be able to sum this up, the key to this whole role thing in relationship is communication, mm -hmm. knowing your role. And as I said before, you got to walk in it. Yeah. See, oftentimes when it comes to these roles things, we pick and choose which roles we want to play at what time we want to play them. Mm. Almost like an actor. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. Almost like an actor. Because mm -hmm. some of us be acting roles. Come on. Come and, on. And the way that we do that sometimes, and, and I, I'm going to beat the men up just like I, I try to beat the women up, if you will, is this. See, sometimes as a 
female will say, hey, I'm a great mother. I give my husband all that support uh, that he needs. I'll do anything for him. He's the head of my household. But then when you really get inside the house, inside them four walls, you find out there's totally different. That's a lie. You, you're not supporting them. You're beating them down every time you get a chance. Every time your friends uh, come around and you get around them, you're talking them down like, like he's a dog. Mm-hmm. But you're saying one thing because you're acting a role because you want people to view you in a certain way. Wow. Same thing that goes with men sometimes. It was like, you know what? I'm, in, I'm the head of my house. I, I make the decisions. I do this, that, and other. But there's a lot of men that just sit back and let their wife do everything, and you're just taking the credit for it. Come on, Jesus. We call that plagiarism when it comes to, uh, in, Ooh, in college. Come on, come on, come on. So mm. what we, we have to understand is that we can't have our cake and eat it, too. If you're going to ask for the role, if you want the responsibility, you got to walk in it as well. That's true. And, and a big portion of that, and I'm just going to say it, comes down sometimes is the way that we act when we're in church and the difference that we act when we're out of church. Come on, somebody. Mm, let the church say amen. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> we're going to put on that... Uh, that uh, persona that we're doing a certain thing as a spouse because we're in front of the pastor or the first lady, mm-hmm. but then our spouse is sitting right there looking at you like, well, when was the last time you did that? Come on. Don't be putting on a show. That's it. It's, <laughs> it's no sense in putting on the show because it all shows in the end. That's true. The other thing that I want to kind of throw out there is this. Stop playing roles for people that it's not meant for. Come on. You can't be the role of a wife in one house and trying to be the wife of, uh, uh, be the role of a wife in a, another household as well. Mm. Same thing for men. You can't be trying to wife somebody that is your wife and be in the role of a husband for somebody else. Mm-hmm. It, it goes the same way. Uh, we also do the same thing when it comes to roles that we want to work hard on the job, but we don't want to do nothing at home. Come on. You'll do everything that you want to for your boss and stay in that role. But then when it comes to that role of being a husband and a wife and helping your spouse out, then you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Then we have some individuals that, um, you know, I'll say mothers wise, mm-hmm. uh, they'll, they'll do everything to nurture another child, to love another child, but then they won't take on that role and do it for their own. Come on. That's See, true. we can't give roles, uh, play roles for people that it's not meant for. Mm. Because what that does, that throws off the natural order of things. Yes. If I'm trying to be a father to another household, there's nothing wrong with helping individuals out. But then what does it do for that man that's trying to stand up and lead? Mm. Yes, we can give people some help. We can, you know, give advice and, and, and help people get on the right path. But we have to know when we have to pull ourselves out of that so that we're not being the focal point. That's true. And, mm. and I've seen that a lot of times. And I know people are probably saying, Kenya, you are beating the ministry up. It's not about beating the ministry up. It's about educating people so that they understand boundaries, if you will. Sometimes you will get the pastor that's doing so much for the spouse that you're putting the husband on the back burner. Mm. He can't lead because there's another king that's being, that's leading his family. Mm, 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 mm. My God, Jesus. And so we all have to understand, we all have a role to play. Mm -hmm. The, the, the key to is knowing your role, playing that role, because it's just like football. You don't have the quarterback going out for a pass. He can't throw the ball to himself. Mm. There's a wide receiver that's meant for that. Mm. Mm-mm. Play your role. That's it. Play your role. And so I'll share with share this as well. For those who are single, this is what I would like to share. When you are, you know, either going through premarital counseling, you're engaged, whatever the case may be. And I I desire to ask you to sit down because you probably won't hear nobody else tell you this. And you know I'm going to purpose to tell the truth. But sit down with your your future spouse. 
have these hard conversations because nobody wants to do that. But then what I encourage you to do is communicate to them your expectations before you say, I do. Hey, look, you know, and make sure that your expectations are realistic because what we do is we do not communicate our expectations to our spouse. Some people do this right now in marriage. You have this fairy tale expectation in your mind of how you think that your marriage should be, how you feel you should be treated or whatever the case may be. And then when the fairy tale expectation doesn't line up with what you see in reality, you take it out on your spouse. But guess what? You never had the conversation. So they cannot be in your head. Our husbands and wives are not our genies or genies that they can just go into your head or whatever the case may be. And that's why a lot of marital confusion, there is a confusion when it comes to the roles. So not only are you allowing outsiders to influence what goes on in your marriage and the roles that each of you play, but you're comparing your spouse to a fairy tale illusion in your head. And then you're getting mad when it doesn't add up. Look, we are grown people. Prayerfully, when you say I do, you are considered to be a grown adult. So grown adults should be able to have the mature, effective communication to be able to communicate and say, hey, this is what I expect. As a husband, you know, I expect you to lead. But like we said, you need to know as the, the future wife that, baby, uh-uh, let that man lead. And what you do as a wife, let me give me, you pray to God, God. You know, allow my husband, my future husband to be able to lead us the way that you see fit, not the way that you see fit as a wife, but the way that God see fit. And see, that's where a lot of issues come in. Quit looking at what the world is doing, what these celebrities are doing when it comes to their husband or their their wife. Not trying to shade the celebrities. You have a lot of them to keep it real, but you have a lot of them that are playing roles because that's what they quote unquote have to do in order for those in the world to follow them. Now, I'm not coming down on nobody that's a celebrity when I say this, but it's too many husbands and wives that you're following a celebrity role model instead of following what God, the celebrities didn't create marriage. God did. You see what I'm saying? And so it's okay to have uh, things that, you may model after in a sense where you're like, wow, that's good. But don't try to put that responsibility on your spouse. There may be something that I see a wife do. I might see the pastor's wife or I might see, you know, my 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 boss, if you will, or whatever the case may be. One of my girlfriends do for their husband. I say, wow, that's nice. OK, well, let me see. Can I do that? Don't put what you see somebody else do that you think is nice as a responsibility on your spouse. Rather, look at what you could do as an individual to be a better spouse. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, good breakdown on that one. And, you know, for me, um, I can go back and, and when you really want to do a breakdown of gender roles, mm-hmm. what we have to understand is the roles that you and your spouse play. Mm-hmm. You play those so that your children your family, other individuals are able to reap a harvest. They're able to get a benefit. You're setting up a legacy 
uh, as you go along. Mm-hmm. You know, spouses, the Bible's uh, females, I'm saying the Bible says that the older women should teach the younger women. Mm-hmm. That is a role mm-hmm. because they want a good outcome from that. You learn from that so that some other individuals will be able uh, to get blessings from that. What we have to understand a lot of times when it comes to these roles and how we try to run behind what other people do and how they establish things, we have to understand that sometimes the enemy is in the midst messing up your role. Wow. And the only thing you got to do is go back to Genesis and look at Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. God made Adam after his own likeness. Mm-hmm. And when he saw that every other mate, every other animal had a mate and that Adam did not have one, he said, that's not good. It's not good for man to be alone. So he gave Adam a help me. Mm-hmm. So regardless of the role that you're in, male or female, you're both considered to be a help meet to each other. So your roles have to line up mm-hmm. so that you're able to execute and accomplish the mission that God has for your life. Come on. Now, this is the part of what I was trying to get to when you're talking about you let the enemy in on the roles. Mm-hmm. Now, Adam knew exactly what he was supposed to do and what he was not supposed to do. Yes. So he had a good understanding of that. So who did the enemy go to? Mm. He went to the thing that Adam needed the most, someone who was like him. Mm -hmm. And he distracted her. Wow. And said, yeah, God just don't want you to eat this fruit here because if you eat it, you're going to be like him. Mm -hmm. And then she ends up presenting that to Adam. So my question is, and and this is not gender specific for males or females, when it comes to your roles in your household, who else are you listening to besides the individual that God gave the instruction to? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Because if you're listening to anybody besides that, your plans are not going to line up. You're going to experience some pain because of that. Because of what happened in the the garden, now they realize that they were naked. Mm -hmm. Then God says, now you're going to experience death. And when you bear children, you're going to have pain that's going to go along with that. Mm -hmm. So think about what pain are you going to have to bear because you didn't obey what God said to the head of the household or in your roles that you're supposed to be doing, but you're listening to what someone else is telling you that's not meant to do you any good. That is good. Oh, my God, that is good. Okay, so let me read another response. Another response um, says that, um, yes, about in reference to our question of the week, it says, yes, mainly meaning that the roles, gender roles have changed. And it said, yes, mainly because I worked and provided most of the income. And this is a, a, a wife talking a income and he did household stuff. I am home now. So I do most things around the house and even uh, more when he's gone for military stuff. And so that kind of speaks to military life and what my husband was saying earlier And he's completely right. When my husband deployed to Iraq, all the responsibility of keeping the home straight, if you will, it fell on me as the wife. And so, of course, my husband put into place things that, uh, if you will, it, it made it easier for me. So I'll give a good example. When we were stationed at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, let me see, everybody went to Iraq in 2003. One of the things that my husband would always do is he would go out, and this is before remote start really became a thing, but he would always go out and he would warm up um, my car or the ve- the vehicle that I would drive because I we don't say mys and his whatever but he will warm up the vehicle that I would drive so that way when it's a cold day or if it's hot outside I was getting into a cool or a, a warm vehicle and that way I could just get into it and jump and just go to work well being that he was going to be going to Iraq didn't nobody know how long it was going to last what my husband said is 
well, I don't want you getting into a cold or a hot vehicle. So he went and took the vehicle and got the remote start placed on it. So he said, baby, this is what I want you to do is you're getting ready in the morning. Just, you know, point the remote to the direction of the vehicle and it'll start up. So that way when you get in it. So he put measures in place, even in his absence. But what I had to do was take on that role because like we like to say in military life, is yes, you're married one day, but you don't know what the military mission is going to be. So it's almost like you go from being a married couple to a single parent and it's back and forth depending on what the mission is. Mm -hmm. And so me and my husband, what is some things, but for the most part, we just work together as a team. We don't really specify. He don't say, well, Shan, I'm the head. So you have to, you know, cook me a meal every day and you got to do that. It's some days, especially in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, whatever you want to say, he knows that I've been in the house all day. He's getting off of work. Okay. Coming home. And he'll say, baby, Throw you something on and let's just go somewhere just to get me out the house. Because sometimes I'll be in the house three or four days or whatever the case may be straight without even going out. So that's why we say it's very important not to look to what somebody else is doing because what somebody else is doing in as a roles that they play in their marriage, it may not be beneficial for you. I'll, I'll give a real good example to me and my husband has spoke about a lot of times, a couple actually. One... It, it's beneficial for some husbands and wives to have separate bank accounts. So each individual manage their own funds. That's the role that they play. Well, that's not beneficial for us as the kings because one of the things that me and my husband did and not trying to say what we do is better because what worked for you worked for you is we come together in that because we recognize our weaknesses and our strengths. In our marriage, we said we're not dividing nothing. Nothing is what's considered Kenya's and something that's considered mine except for what is gender specific for us, undergarments, for example, or whatever. You know, undergarments too. Look, out of garments too, <laughs> exactly. We're not sharing everything like that. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying when it comes to roles, we purpose when I say it like this. When the scriptures say you are no longer two, but one flesh, mm -hmm. we purpose to operate as one in everything we do in our businesses or business. Cause now we're back to one business, but we're hoping to have a couple <laughs> in the mm -hmm. future. We, before we do anything, I'm like, babe, what do you think about this picture? What do you think about submitting this for this article? What do you think? And we set up and we kind of go back and forth and boom, we come together as one. So, are the roles that you're playing in your marriage allowing you to come together as one? Or is it making you appear to be single, but within a marriage? That's something to think about. Definitely. And I think another thing we have to really take a good look at when it comes to roles, you know, some some people can't play every role. That's true. Uh, you have individuals on a basketball team. Some people can be a point guard, but someone has to be a center. Someone may have to be that uh, small forward or a hey, shooting guard. You're really guard. into sports. You're happy to sports always, is back. <laughs> always. So, you know, that the, the same thing goes along with marriages. And, and the way that you kind of break up those roles, if you will, you have to be able to identify your strengths and your weaknesses. That's true. Mm -hmm. And so for us and in our relationship, we were able to do that early on. And we just found out that, hey, my wife handles the finances better than, than I do. Mm -hmm. it, it's not that I can't pay bills. It's just that the method that I had of paying them uh, wasn't the best one that we needed for the goals that we wanted um, in life. Mm -hmm. And so she handles that. 
Yeah. There are some things that my wife was not very good at. And so I handle, you know, those things. But we sat down and we communicated that. But the biggest part of that was just being honest with ourselves about what we were good at and what we were not good at. Exactly. That way an individual can focus on that and you're yet still working together because the two are becoming one. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever strengths and weaknesses I had before we got married and the, the strength and weaknesses that she had, they're still there. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you going to do about those so that maybe you're able to strengthen those weaknesses and the things that you're already strong at? Maybe you continue to get better at and you maintain. That's true. Yeah. And, and those are one of the things that, that we always do. Um, my wife is an organizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. We get ready to go on a trip. Uh, there are certain things that she's going to do that she's going to organize. She's going to say, okay, hey, we're going to uh, drive from here to Dallas, and then we're going to get on a plane, and we're going here. The hotel is already set. Uh, we're going to do this while we're there. I'm that individual that if we're going somewhere, okay, well, hey, we're going to need this, this, that, and other. I've already packed the suitcases. I got the uh, um, back of the trunk uh, packed. I got three pistols and a shotgun just in case <laughs> I decide to go hunting. Yeah. I mean, I lay everything out that way and we don't step over each other's roles. That is true. What That's we will important. do is just check in with each other. Say, okay, baby, I know you packed the, 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 the truck up. Did you happen to throw some umbrellas in there just in case it rained? I may be like, you know what? I forgot that. Mm-hmm. But that's a part of the two becoming one. That's true. Yeah. And that is called working together, teamwork, help meet so that you meet your goals that God has for you, even the goals that you have set for yourself. Mm-hmm. Two individuals pulling in two different directions. Only thing you got is a tug of war. That's true. And that is what the enemy wants to do when it comes to marriages. They want to have the wife pull in one direction and the husband pull in the other direction. And then the enemy sitting back laughing at it. Yes. Laughing at you. Because if you think about any time you've seen the tug of war, you get sides that are rooting for the other sides. So basically, everyone's going to be laughing at the person that gets drugged through the the, the mud pit or the water holes. Mm-hmm. And what we have to understand is that it shouldn't be a pulling or, or uh, tugging when it comes to marriage. If we're all pushing in the same direction, you get to your goal much faster. That's true. And so I'll, I'll share this. Like we was kind of alluding to earlier don't criticize the way that your spouse do what they do in their role. Because this is the thing. They may be trying to do the best that they can. I shared this before. Before becoming a wife, I knew nothing about being a wife. It's not like, because think about it. We don't go through, if you will, a block of instruction. We don't go through somebody to sit you down. And in this day and age, you got a lot of individuals. They think they already know everything when they jump into the marriage. So when someone try to share some golden nuggets with them, oh, I already know. I already know. But then you got your lips stuck out five years down the line when you looking at divorce because couldn't nobody share anything with you because you already knew. Let me tell you something. Google and YouTube, no, not to Google and YouTube, but they can't tell you everything about life and how to be a wife for how to be a husband. So one thing that I'm grateful for is my husband never criticized me on being a wife. And I had no clue what I was doing. And I was harder on myself in the roles that I did because I felt that I wasn't living up to some fairy tale expectation that, that I thought my husband had for me. And he didn't. It was me beating myself up because I thought that I wasn't being good enough as a wife. But oftentimes me and my husband see it all the time. You have a husband or a wife that you are always criticizing your husband or your wife, and they can never do anything good enough, no matter how hard they try. 
And then your lip is poked out and you upset and you angry and you fussing and you cussing because they stopped trying. Well, why did you stop trying? Why did you give up? Are you serious? You riding them down. Just imagine you, you riding on their back. You on their back everywhere. They was operating freely. You jump on their back. You riding them down constantly and they get tired. So they're going to push you off their back and they're going to start to shut down. So is your marriage not working right now? Because every time out of your mouth, you always criticizing what your husband and your wife has been doing when they're trying to do their best. Do not criticize what they are trying to do in their gender role. Pray for them. Pray for them. Before you allow something negative, a negative word to come out your mouth, take it to the Lord in prayer and say, God, bridle my tongue that I don't be that thorn in my husband and my wife's side. Because see, a lot of times when it comes to getting divorced and, and, and really talking about getting a divorce, a lot of times what end up happening is you're mad at the spouse and you're saying that they're the reason why you're getting a divorce when actuality is your mouth. Mm. You're the reason why that you all are getting a divorce because if you be honest with yourself, which we have a lot of time right now during this pandemic of reflection, if you will, if you be honest with yourself and ask yourself, huh, is it my mouth that was constantly making my husband and my wife shut down? Was it the way that I criticized them that made them shut down and distance themselves from me? We need to use this time of reflection. But see, the thing is, the reason why we don't want to reflect to reveal if we were wrong is because of our pride won't allow us to go and get that thing right. So what you'd rather do is go down divorce road instead of coming to your spouse and saying, you know what, baby, I sincerely apologize. You're apologizing to your spouse. You're apologizing to God, the creator of marriage uh, and things like that. So, so if you are headed down that way, ask yourself, what am I not doing in my roles? Mm. Was I really criticizing my spouse? And I shouldn't have been. But like I said, don't nobody want to operate in truth so that way things can flourish on the other side. That's good. Um, I think one thing that, that we may be missing that I really wanted to, to highlight here when we talk about gender roles in marriage. Mm-hmm. And my wife kind of alluded to it uh, earlier as she was talking uh, about how we try to reach back and help other individuals, uh, younger couples, single couples uh, that are looking to to get into marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think that that role that we're missing out on is that of our elders. Oh, come on, somebody. Mm. And, you know, even as I spoke before, the Bible says that the older women should teach the younger women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot that you learn from that. Uh, I've been in many different uh, countries uh, around the world. I've seen a lot of different dynamics when it comes to uh, family settings. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to go out there on a limb. And this is just my personal viewpoint. Uh, In the Western culture that we live in, our elders are probably the lowest on the totem pole. That is correct. Mm -hmm. In other countries that I've been in, when it came to family issues, Younger individuals would go to the elders and they would gather around and they would sit and talk about it. And it wasn't the point of fingering anybody. It wasn't to lay blame. It was so that you can get that good advice and that wisdom. Because as they used to say where I'm from, the older generation didn't get to be there by being dumb. That's true. They may have did some dumb things and some unwise things, but they learned from it. Uh, and they were able to to live uh, to to a ripe old age, as, as people used to say in the country. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, we we... Uh, have roles that we have to fit into, 
But there's also some other roles that we have to take a look at that may be able to help us because if we keep living, as the wise folks used to say, we're going to be in that elder role. That's true. And so that's another role that you have to take a look at as husbands and wives uh, being in a marital relationship. Your younger children are looking at you because you're supposed to be the role model. Mm, And what are you modeling for your children? Mm. What are you modeling for your children? Because oftentimes what the children see is what they're going to do. And you know, I was just thinking that. I was actually mm-hmm. thinking that because it's, it, it's, it's one or two ways that what the child see is that it's, it's started to create. Because I remember Bishop at uh, Fort, when we were stationed in Fort Campbell and how he used to say about what you speak, just imagine a hand coming out of your mouth and it's creating what you speak. And so I think the same when it comes to children. What they see model for them growing up, especially in their mind, if they determine that to be love, then nine times out of 10, that's what they're going to actually gravitate to. So, baby, what you were saying is right. We have to keep that in mind. What is it that we are modeling when it comes to our marriage? We shouldn't have to fake and put on a show because one of the things that I've worked with children, I told y'all, and teenagers, baby, they will tell you the truth. You hear me? It messes up a child's mind when they see the parents, you you fussing and cussing and acting a whole fool, if you will, my, my, my words, if you will, inside the home, but then you faking and jaking outside the home. So a lot navigate away from that. And they're like, wait a minute, that doesn't even make any sense. And so they won't just, just be mindful what role you are playing in front of your children when it comes to the roles in marriage. And along with that, we also have to understand, I, I kind of alluded to it before, that roles are are ever-changing, uh, and, and they're going to be constantly changing throughout your uh, your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, look at uh, COVID-19 right now and how, you know, roles may have, have changed uh, a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some individuals that be, may have been working in the medical field that are just right there at the hospital. They can't go back home because of the seriousness of what's going on. And so maybe there's a male that's at home and he has to do everything right now because of this COVID situation. Yeah. We talked about the military and how individuals have to leave and deploy over time and the, the spouse that's left back has to do certain things. So always just keep in mind that once you get a, a good routine of roles, if you will, Anything can change that. But what you have to do is you have to be flexible and be willing to change with that. You have to to adapt to that change Mm -hmm. because it's not just going to stay that way uh, your entire length of your relationship. That's true. Uh, One of the things that I'll share with you guys briefly as we were going through our marriage and family uh, counseling program, uh, we learned a technique that was called family sculpting. Mm -hmm. And this technique was used uh, when you're working with families and basically what you do is you will pick out uh, one of the one of the members of the family. Generally the child yeah. first. And you would have them sculpt, if you will, the rest of the members of the family. In other words, they would put those individuals in a position physically, tell them to stay in that position the entire time they're sculpting the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. And so what that does is at the end, the child places themselves in the middle of everything. And then they say it without moving. Everybody just look around at where you're at. This is what your child sees. And especially when you have the child, why did you sculpt mom this way and dad? Right. Why did you put dad 
uh, holding his fist up and mom is ducking down. It shows a pattern of violence that may be there. Yes. That, that's just an example. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes what we may need to do is to step outside of ourselves for a moment and take a look at what's going on so that we can shape our roles and our marriage so that it's not looking crazy to everybody uh, that's able to see it. Mm-hmm. Now, we're all going to have issues and problems. It's just a part of marriage. You have your ups and downs. But sometimes what we have to do in preparation uh, for things, and that, and that is being more proactive rather than being reactive to things, get ahead of that thing and take a look at what's going on in your relationship now with roles and try to get ahead of it. Yeah. Don't be caught off guard because when we get caught off guard, sometimes we react to things and sometimes we don't react in the appropriate manner. Mm-hmm. And if you show your child these things that you're working on things when they're uh, about to be on the horizon and, you, and you're in preparation for things, they may start doing those things as well. And that way things don't get to be uh, so stressful because marriage can be stressful. That's true. And if we get ahead of some of those things, maybe we don't have to go through some of the hardships that marriages go through because we're prepared ourselves we're planning for certain things that is true that is so true hmm. wow so as we we move on in the show I, i'm hoping that we were able to answer uh that question of the week uh do you feel that gender roles in marriage has changed over time uh if yes why do you think that it has changed and i think we gave a lot of examples of why it's, it's changed uh, a lot of it is just time a lot of it is the jobs that we have uh it could be dealing with the covid-19 pandemic that we're going through a lot of different things that can affect uh, gender roles in your relationship. And so our thought of the week this week is I want a relationship with no gender roles. We both hustle. We both cook. We both clean. We both pay. We both spoil each other. And that comes from puckyquote.com. Uh, and so I think it's a good thought of the week. This individual just says, hey, they want to share everything. And I think that's a big portion of the two becoming one. That is so true. And so we hope that we was able to be a blessing to you all throughout um, the show on this evening. And so we want to let you know that we were brought to you by our sponsors, Hope, which is helping our patriots evolve. This is a space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they are accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain that they can't escape. Hope offers encouragement to those who are searching for a place to connect. It is our passion to help all veterans and their families regain their lives. Within every member of our network is the knowledge of their resiliency. Let us be a supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Keep in mind that Hope is not a mental health service. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local Veterans Health Administration. You can learn more by going to their website at www.hopeveteranstrong.com. And then we also have Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration, which is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you are into social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor for slash inspiration. And so we ask that you all join us back next next Monday is our live Monday where we go live. We have 
purpose to start going live once a month. And so you can join us uh, Monday, September the 21st as we go live on our YouTube and Facebook platforms. We're going to have special guests, Angela Allen and Vandernice Bryant. The topic for next week will be the importance of cherishing your marriage. So look here, we're going to tell you straight up, if you're desiring to be married, you're engaged, you're currently married, or, and I will throw this nugget out there, kind of give you a little hint. Even if you have lost a spouse and you are now widowed, trust and believe you are going to want to join us on next week's show. So please feel free to follow and communicate with us at any of, um, if you have any marriage questions or topics that you would like to be discussed. Thank you so much for those of you who have been doing that, by the way, because we have been receiving amazing topics um, via our website using the contact us tab. So go to www.marriagemondayswiththekings.com and select the contact us tab if you desire to contact us. We want to thank you so much as always for joining us and we will be be back with you on next Monday live at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And like we say every time we end our show, as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM, The, the Rock. Rock.